Welcome to the first episode of the new year. I have an amazing guest for you. He might be the person that I actually know best and that knows me best besides my husband. Um, I've got my brother Evan with me on the podcast and Evan is a lot of things to me. He's my brother. He's my best friend. He's also my biggest role model. Now, Evan is currently a senior at the U.S. Air Force Academy, which is what a lot of people know about him. A lot of people talk to him about, but honestly, that's just the surface of Evan because he's kind, he's humble, he's brave, he's super funny, and I just can't wait for you guys to get to know him on this episode. Enjoy! Hello, and welcome to Be Brave with Emma B. I'm Emma, your host, and I'm so excited that you're here. In a world that fills us with stories of fear and anxiety, I'm here to share stories of bravery and fearlessness. I'm bringing on some of the bravest people I know and sharing some stories of my own to show you why anyone can choose to be brave if they have faith and surround themselves with encouraging people. So come along. Let's be brave together. So to give you guys a little bit of context before we dive into the episode, So Evan and I jokingly recorded this little intro where I was like, here's the question I ask everybody, Ev, why did you get so lucky to have me as your sister? And we were giggling and we were laughing and then we paused and then we never hit record again. And so if the audio seems a little muffly, it's because it's all audio from my phone just videoing. Um, So kind of funny background story, but it turned out okay. And I really think you guys will love this episode anyway. So, I'm going to ask you the question that we ask everyone on the podcast, not the first question I ask you because that'd be kind of weird, that'd be really weird to start off, but Evan, what is the bravest thing you've ever done? Okay, so probably um, when I went back to the Air Force Academy after I took a, took a gap year, because, okay. okay, so for some context... I go to the Air Force Academy, and it's kind of... Do we swear on this podcast? No? Okay, no. We're going to go with no. This is a PG podcast. Yeah, I, I have little kids I, at school that listen to it. Okay, got it. I do not like the school that I go to. And Fair. It's kind of encompassed, like, the four worst years of my life. Obviously, there's been good parts, there's mm-hmm. been bad parts, but the first three semesters, really bad. Kind of tanked the old mental... And so I, I, I left for a year to get things back on track and it was awesome. I, I went to a normal school, mm-hmm. had a normal workload, worked at the YMCA, super chill, made friends with all the, the grandmothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really Shout sweet. out to Sharon Sattler. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, I, I really felt like, I don't know, felt, felt good after that mm-hmm. whole year. And then going back was like was kind of freaky because it's like I was worried I was just gonna go back to square one, right? With the mental, um, yeah. But I went back and it's been it's been fine. But it was just scary to kind of like confront the difficulties of that that place again. I guess for sure. Yeah. So was that like a difficult decision as to whether to go back or not? Because I mean, for me as your sister, obviously I was there with you through it. Yeah. But I, I still, I guess, don't fully understand, like, 
how big of a decision that was to go back. Honestly, it was, it was a, probably a harder decision to leave in the first place. Mm -hmm. just because a lot of, like, my self-worth, I guess, and pride in myself revolved around being there. And so kind of the thought of leaving and being at square one again was kind of hard. Yeah. But after realizing how... Uh, rewarding I guess just like real life because I don't really can I mean Air Horse Academy is just kind of a an enigma mm -hmm. it's just like kind of this fabricated reality pretending to be part Air Force part school mm -hmm. it's very odd and so like just realizing how rewarding the real life can be just like the day-to-day -day going to work working some version of a nine-to-five was actually like great for me mm -hmm. um then it made it hard to go back. But where that decision came from was, I don't know, I explored other options and kind of just realized that that place was like, I, I could be financially stable. I didn't exactly know what I wanted to do with my life mm -hmm. being there because eventually they would just kind of assign, assign me a job and it would give me experience and give me more time to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. So it was just the best decision for me at the time even though I knew it was going to be hard to go back right so me as your sister I know all the ins and outs of I guess not all the ins and outs I know a lot of the ins and outs of like the Air Force Academy and like what it took for you to get in there um and also like just the day-to-day -day grind of it and then also how I guess it, I mean it really is a launching pad into a very like successful life but can you like tell our listeners like oh just like kind of brief overview of what the air force academy is oh sure and yeah yeah, yeah. um so it's funny because i mean when i see people i haven't seen in a while they ask me like oh how was enlisting in the in the air force and it's like that's not really what i did it's what i what i did is i was appointed to this place called the air force academy and it's it's a four-year school and for the most part, it's just a normal college. There's some extra like leadership classes and extra military training and a huge, huge laundry list of other requirements that I needed to meet before I could graduate. And so it was just like normal. It's just like normal college on steroids, mm. um, where in the end, once you graduate, you get some sort of like Air Force job, like for instance, I got the most generic one. I got I got pilot Not most generic. recently. It, it, no. <laughs> but yeah, so then you have to basically I guess the mindset is they gave you this big opportunity to get a four year degree for free and pay you to do it and so you owe them time back and so I'll have to serve a certain like ten or so year long commitment for being a pilot before my debt is quote unquote owed I get or paid mm -hmm. so that's where we're at right now okay. I guess so just just normal school but <laughs> obnoxious <laughs> so then how did you decide to take that year off I it, I kind of didn't really have a choice in the matter the mental health was like really tanked and I don't like to admit that because I don't know I like to think that I have like more control over that um, and it was kind of like a moment of weakness where it's just like, I really just could not do another semester. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't know, without either kind of compromising, I don't know, me or without compromising, like, my appointment there because, like, the grades were tanking, performance in general was just, like, was tanking there, and so I, I probably wouldn't have made it. Not that, not to sound, like, dark, but, like, I, I probably wouldn't have made it another semester if I tried to stick it out, so I, it was, kind of didn't really have a choice. And obviously, like, you know our story, it hasn't always been the easiest. I don't, I don't ever want to, like, that was the biggest, I guess, hurdle in even starting this podcast, because I never want to play the sympathy card. I never want to say, like, oh my gosh, look at all this stuff we've been through, feel bad for us, and listen to the show. But at the same time, like, watching you as, like, being the older sister, we had to go through a lot more than I would say most kids have to go through. And at the same time, you were also a very high achiever. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably a big a big part of it and why it, like, tanked so hard. Because it's, like, I don't know. It, it's, I don't want to, like, be, be cocky or whatever. But, like, I don't think cocky. it's a secret. I, I, I did pretty well for myself very in well. high school. And so it, it's, you kind of go into the academy thinking that you're hot stuff because you did so well in high school. And it's like, okay, it's just another thing that I'll excel at without really having to blink. And so, I don't know, getting there, you, you don't really realize that you're surrounded by people exactly like you. Mm. If not, like, way, way, way more brilliant. Mm. And so, I don't know, it was, it was, just, it was just tough because I was just chugging along with the same mindset. It's like, I have to get a 4.0, I have to be a part of all these clubs and stuff. And at the academy, it, just, it really just doesn't work that way because you're just not given the same amount of time or I guess grace as you're given in, in high school. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to just like replicate my high school experience. Um, I didn't switch it up and I had a hard time kind of adapting to the, the rigorous schedule of the academy and just, I don't know, the arrogance kind of was like a downfall for me because I had such high expectations for myself when I really should have lowered them to kind of match what I could achieve there. Well, first of all, you're, like, the least arrogant person I know. And if you're listening to this and you know Evan, you know he's, like, the most most humble person. I guess watching from my lens, do you think any form of it was just, like, burnout? Because it's, like, you'd been pushing, 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 pushing. And then, I mean, at least for me, I got to college and I thought I kind of got to, like, take a little bit of a breather. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, I mean, a hundred percent, it was it was burnout. Cause I mean, part of it was. I don't I don't want to blame COVID on anything, but like my freshman year, that's when it all kind of. We can talk about started. that. We don't no, we don't need to talk about COVID. But it was just like that. That was like, a hard year. That though. was a hard year, but mainly it was just like, all right, I'm gonna out myself here. I I like, <laughs> I cheated on some final exams my freshman year, during COVID. They're all online, and I used this website that I shouldn't have used to complete my final exams and they at the academy they really hit you hard for that sort of thing and so so what happened was I failed one class I got a really bad grade in another class and then the following semester I had to retake the one class and then something happened with my schedule where I was supposed to take a class later in the semester but they sent us home ultimately what what I'm trying to say is what 
started out as a 21 credit hour semester, ended as a 28 hour mm -hmm. or credit hour semester. Um, and for those of you college folk, that's like actually like 28 credits. It's not like some other funky system. Like it's legit 28. Yeah, it's which was just the most ridiculous thing. I made it so there were 80, 80 total class days per mm -hmm. semester. I made it about 40 before I had to like drop four of them. So I, it was just, yeah, it was very high burnout. I just really couldn't handle the load. Um, there was and, just, it was just a crazy And crazy then, time. yeah, then our mom was very sick during COVID because she didn't have a job. So she didn't really have anything to do. And no. she's an, I mean, I explained this in my first episode, but she's an alcoholic, um, was an alcoholic. Unfortunately, she passed away um, about a year ago. But yeah, during that time, she it was like the worst her alcoholism has ever been. So Evan and I were actually doing like mid, middle of the night runs down to Milwaukee. Wait, no, stop. Those are awesome. Okay, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Explain. Okay, I'll explain. You have to explain the contest, but I will. I will explain first <laughs> what we had to do, and then Evan will explain why it was quote unquote awesome. So essentially, like, our mom, if our mom was struggling, she would then call us and. Or we would somehow get... How did we even find out when she was struggling? I forget. You, well, you would get these weird feelings because... It, I do kind of have a cool. superpower. So, yeah, so... It's kind of a lame superpower. <laughs> it is a lame superpower, but I do. Drunk I, mom radar. Yeah, I, I always knew when mom was sick or struggling. I just had this feeling. So then we would drive down to the Milwaukee. Sometimes I'd wake up with that feeling in the middle of the night. But it was always accurate. It was so... Yeah, it was creepy. She was like, mom, she just wouldn't respond to you for a little bit. And you would get suspicious. Yeah, and then so we'd go down there and usually she'd be passed out or we'd have to take her to the hospital to get her stomach pumped. Something like that, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was all different things. Sometimes we'd have to call the police. Yeah. But this probably happened a dozen usually, yeah. times. Oh, yeah. At least a dozen. At least a dozen. And this is while Evan's taking a bajillion credits. I was in grad school, yeah. but my grad school is actually pretty manageable because mm -hmm. I remember Evan oh, no. would be doing homework and then I'd come to the table and be like, hello. <laughs> that was awesome though. It was We'd awesome. just be doing homework across from each other. Yeah. But Quick, yeah. Evan and I, I was, and honestly, I'm proud of it. People would be like, you guys have bad boundaries. Why are you keeping going and helping her? But honestly, oh, I feel like the reason we got a couple more years with mom was because we did those interventions. Yeah, she was fundamentally a good person. She was Amazing. Just, yeah, and you could argue both ways that she was sick and she also were, was making the choices, but yeah, she was I'm, a good person at heart. Yeah, but yeah, I'll, I'll say why it was actually kind of rad. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's 1 a.m. We're tired, we're hungry. And what better? <laughs> Kill two birds with one stone. Fix the sadness. Fix the hunger. Stop at McDonald's. Get a, what is it, two for two McChickens? I got a 10-piece nuggie usually. 10-piece nuggie? Mm -hmm. Hit Quick Trip. Mm -hmm. Get a cheese-filled breadstick. breadstick. And then cookie dough. cookie dough bites. And then sit at the, <laughs> sit at the kitchen table, just yamming on it. <laughs> and then talking in about silence. what we had just did. <laughs> Either in silence or being like, what just happened? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I, it, kind of, it was a paradox for sure. Because I don't know. Like, I feel... I don't I, even remember those nights except for the quick trip run. Yeah. 
I don't, but like we'd always been close, but I feel like after COVID, it was like this newfound bond of like, because after that, then when you went back to the academy, I had to do that alone, and I, oh, yeah. I don't think I realized how much I like, I mean, I always appreciated you being home, but I was like, wow, I really needed, I don't know, I, I appreciated you being there, and having to do that alone for a bit was hard, but. I mean, now mom's with Jesus, which is awesome, and obviously we miss her, but she struggled for a while. So, I mean, the fact that she's finally, like, at peace and at rest. And, like, we were talking about, like, as much as, like, these interventions sucked, she's a beautiful person. If she wasn't sick, she was, like, the person that cared most about you. Like, I, the story I tell everybody is I got lice in grad school. Oh, this is fun. Good times. And I call mom bawling because I'm like, who the heck is going to get all these lice out of my hair? So I call mom and she was going through like a really good stretch, a sober stretch. And she's like, I'm on my way. And she came with shampoo because that shampoo was super expensive and combed through my hair and got them all out. And then she'd always joke. She's like, I'm just going to leave a couple in there so I can come back. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. But isn't that, that so much? Yeah, that sounds like something she'd say. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, again, hard times, but really good human, really, really good human, and just sucks that she got sick, and I think that's why, that was one of the reasons I did this podcast, because I'm like, well, if this podcast can help someone else who's maybe in a state of, like, kind of that borderline, I don't know if I'm gonna get better or not, maybe, yeah. maybe it can help them get better. Yeah, yeah, have you, have you talked about, like, that on this podcast? To any extent, not. I mean, he's gonna be a guest. So he's I'm gonna super be a guest. Pumped. So you can, yeah, you'll we'll have plenty of time to, to praise him. But yeah, I mean, Dad's been the rock. Dad's the, the whole rock. time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, I'm really excited to have him on. That's why I hadn't mentioned him yet. So yeah, Dad's upstairs. We just got done playing. He's watching the Timberwolves. <laughs> the Timberwolves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dad's been a rock for sure. I mean, yes, Mom was an amazing person. But dad was a single dad from the time I was 11 and you were eight. eight. And so he raised us by himself while also being a superintendent, while also doing grad school. True. I mean, all the things. Plenty of other and things. And we never like missed out on anything. No, it never really felt like something was missing. Mm -mm. No, just a little like crazy at times, just cause we were like always bouncing around to like, but. Yeah, that dude grinded. So thank you, Dad. Thanks, Dad. We love you. Now let's fast track to now, because now you're doing a lot better. I am doing way better. Yeah. You're I still, I still hate that school so much. Well, he got a 4.0 <laughs> this year, though. I, oh, yeah. 4.0 this semester and the semester before, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I also changed my major. That was a big deal. So I guess that was a, that's another takeaway. I, I was physics because I was clout chasing. Hmm. Because I was trying to be really? like a big space guy. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It was for the I clout. Do, it was 100% for the clout. Okay. Because physics was the hardest major that they had. I wanted to work at NASA to, so I could say that I worked at NASA. I didn't really care about like... Space is interesting. It'll always be interesting, but not that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like bio fits you so much more. Because you're such bio. an animal. Yeah. Like, I know it's the study of life, but... Yeah, just, I mean... Yeah, life it in just general. makes more sense. So cool. Even plants, mm -hmm. dude. Yeah, plants are dope. Anyway, so that's that's what I've learned from my three and a half years in undergrad is plants are plants and animals are dope. 
That's true. But uh, yeah, no, no, I did. Yeah, so I switched from physics to bio, bio exclusively. I didn't even think about what I was gonna do with bio mm. when I declared bio. It was just this sounds interesting. And you got this to, will be fun to study. Keep studying Japanese, which I know is a huge passion of yours. Yeah, yeah, arguably more than bio. Right. <laughs> I care more about that. So. So is the takeaway kind of like, don't don't do what you think people would want you to do. Do what's gonna like your soul yeah yeah which which sounds obvious but it's kind of hard to navigate mm -hmm. sometimes because it can get mis i don't know kind of misconstrued in your own head what you want versus what other people want right. and so just yeah figuring that out it's kind of hard it took me a whole whole year to do that so, that's super hard i don't know i i still think what i'm going to do is i don't know it, it it'll fit what i want to do so. i feel like it's important i want to travel and so it's I think I'm doing the best with what I have. Okay. <laughs> Dad's awake. Big play for the Timberwolves <laughs> Big right play now. For the Timberwolves, we heard the clap. That was our dad. <laughs> That's so awesome. That's so yeah. awesome. Yeah, but I think understanding that money is just inevitably a thing um, that you have to kind of have to worry about. That's fair. I think I'm doing what I. I, I wouldn't change a thing. That's so, awesome. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. So I kind of want to take a step back from like academy. Please. Because <laughs> I honestly, that's all anybody ever asks you about. It, yeah, it, it's become that a little bit. Which yeah. is, I'm sure, hard. It and is that was, hard. That was probably the hardest part about leaving and going back too, because that was like your full identity for a while. It, it, yeah, yeah, it was. And I don't know, sitting here now, it's like, I don't even know what I do have to talk about other than. What are you talking about? That. I don't know, just like. Because it's still, it's just so all-encompassing and just... Well, I want you to talk to me about, like, you went to Japan. How cool was that? That was uh, that was one of the best months of my life. I know. I loved that. Yeah. Evan went to Japan this past summer. Yeah. And just had the time of his life. I did. I did. We don't have to talk about this. Are you kidding me? I... I... Yeah. Why, why wouldn't we talk about this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what... Because... I think it's important for people to travel outside the country if they have the opportunity to. Yeah, especially in places that are so different mm -hmm. than the U.S., like J Japan. What was your biggest takeaway from being in Japan? <sighs> biggest, like, lesson learned? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, or just something you walked away with and was like, that was super cool. Oh, gosh. Well, I guess just, like, experience-wise, it was a really cool... It was really cool to... I mean, my host family did not really speak English all that well. Mm -hmm. and I don't speak Japanese all that well. I do my <laughs> best. And so just, I don't know, meeting new people and trying to bridge that language gap mm -hmm. is so, first of all, fun, but just fulfilling when you can convey some complex and intricate message to somebody who doesn't, where you don't speak the same language. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, I loved sitting at the dinner table with my host mom and just trying, trying to tell her about my day. <laughs> and she would kind of say some stuff in English to me and I would try to say some stuff back and she would get confused. And so I'd try to convert to Japanese. And so it was just a constant yeah. battle that way. But it was always so fulfilling when, when I could tell her about my day. But honestly, like I think about that experience and like you guys still had like a bond. 
mm-hmm. even though maybe you weren't speaking like the same language perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Like there was still a bond there, and I think that's a really cool oh, yeah. like aspect of like you don't need to do everything perfectly, or like you can still like have a bond with someone else like without the like verbal communication yes, exactly which we, we still had but like i don't know exactly all right just, yeah. yeah super dope but um kind of side note i don't think my my table my japanese table manners were on point because as a parting gift she gave me a 200 plus page book on table etiquette she, she did so funny it's so i didn't funny. know that yeah, she did that's amazing but well Second question I have for you, unrelated. How are you such a good friend to so many people? Oh, I don't... I don't know if I am. I don't know if I am. Lies. (sighs) Evan, I watch how you, like, interact with... Like, maybe you don't have a hundred friends, but you have a lot, and you're so kind to all of them. And, like, you think of them, and you're, like... Even, like, the gifts you get them are so, like unique to the, I don't know I've always admired that about you so well thank you do you think it's just like because you just care about people so much or I, yeah I think I do I think so. I, I, I do and I just I don't know this is gonna sound I just I I feel like I'm I'm in a, a good spot right now where I'm just very content with life and mm-hmm. happy and so I've nice I'm like overflowing with love and having a great time on planet Earth. And so I just like, I don't know, I have a lot to spare. And so I do as much as I can. I love that. That was, I'm sorry. That was, that was icky. That was not cringe. So like, it's basically like your cup is now full and overflowing. So then you can like pour that out to others. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it is like, it's like a cliche saying, but it's it true. Such, yeah, it is a cliche it's saying. It's true, but though. It, yeah. I remember when I was in my, like, dark time of OCD, the only thing I could think about during that time was myself. Mm. Couldn't. So I understand that. Like, once you're in a good place, then you're like, no, nope, I have more to give now, and I can be a yeah. really good friend to other people. Yeah, but, I mean, it's still hard to make time for people sometimes, just because, like, there's only so many hours in the day. Mm-hmm. But... I, I do I do try to make an effort to, to check in mm-hmm. on people if I haven't talked to them in a while. You um, do a good job. I do my best. Yeah, that's all, I don't know, I guess that's all you can really do. Another question. Yeah. Why do you think we're so close? Because that's something, what? That's something people say to me a lot. They're like, wow, you and your brother are like actually best friends. Because like some siblings are close. Some siblings are not close. Well, we're like peas and carrots. <laughs> no, it's I yeah. Mean... Um, I feel like actually, I I think I have a very simple answer to that. Okay. It's like it's really I feel like it's really hard to get close to somebody without mutual struggle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We I don't know. I not to go back to what was me rough childhood because it really wasn't. It was just like. I don't know we went just went through a lot of not great stuff together mm-hmm. I just when you when I think back on all the people that I'm closest to it's all people who have like shared in struggle mm-hmm. with me 
I mean, yeah. I don't know, because, I don't know, because, like, in, in, in struggle, there's a lot, a lot of, like, personal growth. Mm-hmm. It's, like, if you're growing as a person with somebody, like, side by side, I feel like that there's, a like, a bond there that... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what do you, why do you think? Why do you think we're so close? Because I'm the best. I'm just Whoa. kidding. I'm just kidding. No, not at all. Um... I think a lot of it is, yeah, same. I mean, we've been through a lot together. And like you said, it wasn't a bad childhood necessarily. I think what we had was a ton of trauma, but then a ton of, like, good things to counteract the trauma. True. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, no, I think that's that's fair. Because I think, with all the love in my heart for my mom, she created a lot of struggle. Mm-hmm. And my dad created a really, really good home base. Yep. And so there was always, like, a place to come back to and, like, recover. Right. It was never, like, all tumultuous all the time. Yeah, which is, wouldn't have created as strong of a relationship if we were both just, like, yeah, spiraling out of control constantly and didn't have somewhere to just, like... Land. Land, yeah. No, well, I agree. And I think the difference is, like, I don't know, I just look at people who, like have severe trauma and I think it's two things I think we had a very positive mindset as far as like I'm not gonna let this define me like I think we could have gone to like other things like we could have gone to drugs or alcohol I wish (laughs) but we chose like different and honestly I heard a quote from John Deloney he's my favorite psychologist and he said that straight A's are trauma like expressions of trauma too and I think we Mm. just kind of like went to the direction of like, I'm just gonna outperform all this negativity and- Rise above, rise above. Rise ah. above, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time as well, like we also had so many people like pouring into our lives, like dad, like, even though he had probably the largest job you could ever have, oh, it was yeah. never like, we'd never felt like a burden. Mm-hmm. We never like didn't have someone to talk to. And then, if dad was busy with work, we had all these, like, pseudo-parents that would, like, step in. Shout out Linda O'Rourke. Linda O'Rourke, the Curlers, the, Curlers, the Johnsons. Yes. Like, we had all these people that, like, if dad was busy or something happened. Oh, Mrs. Benedict, Mrs. Casper, True. we wouldn't have gotten to school without them. No. Yeah, had we not had all those adults in our life, then I don't know. I don't know what would have happened. I don't even We like, were set up pretty well. We were. We were. We, I, I think there's a lot of privilege there as well when it came to, not, like, not privilege in the, in like the negative, in the negative sense. I just feel like more than most people, we were supported while things yeah. weren't going And not from like perfectly. a monetary sense. It was like from a people stance. Like we had a village. Yeah. No, 100%. Takes a village. Yep. And we had each other. And I think had we not like gotten close because... I mean, there was a period of time where I, like, was older, so I knew everything that was going on with mom, and you were younger, and I think there was, like, some tension there. Naive. Yeah. And ignorance. And honestly, it was good, because you were too little to, like, know that was happening, but then once we were, like, on the same page and understood what was going on, it was, like, we were just, like, a team. Like Yeah, and that was at about 8 and 11, mm-hmm. like we were talking about. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because before that, I didn't like you very much, Loki. Yeah, we didn't get along before that <laughs> very great. well. Not like, great. But it was both water. of us. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I would poke at you because mm-hmm. you are you would get mad and it was funny. <laughs> but then you also were, like, overly dramatic. 
and dad will second that because I'm a favorite child. And <laughs> this has been like say... a topic of this Christmas <laughs> of like who's the favorite, and I joke that Evan's the favorite. Whoa, that's a joke. I mean it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it depends. Yeah, I think it's... That's a question. I should put this on a poll. Do oh, ask parents... dad. Ask dad in his podcast do... <laughs> episode. Do parents have favorite children? They've got to. They've got to. I mean, I have a favorite cat. That's what I'm saying. I have a favorite cat of yours, too. <laughs> joy. <laughs> I have a favorite it? pet. <laughs> also uh, Joy. Also Joy. It goes Joy, Willa, Gracie. <laughs> this is not even close. If you get a fish, it will be Joy, Willa, Fish, Gracie. <laughs> oh my gosh but so, if you have a kid it will be <laughs> joy will a fish gracie kid oh my goodness yeah evan's not a fan <laughs> evan but it's so funny you're not a fan of kids and then you come visit me at school and all the kids like love you <laughs> and you're so nice to them but you're like i hate children what do you expect me to do <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna you have they're sweet they're sweet kids at that school though Anyway, sorry, sorry. What so, was it, what was my point? We didn't get along, and then <laughs> is what my point was. Yeah, but I don't know. I think rise above the hard stuff, but don't also like dwell on it, and don't make it this like narrative of like, woe is me. Yeah. I think that was my biggest that was my biggest fear of starting this podcast was like it was gonna be like a woe is me podcast. Here's all my trauma dump, and I don't want it to be that for people. I want it to be just like how we're talking, where it's like. Yeah, hard stuff happens, but, like, you got this. Yeah. And if you're listening and you're like, wow, that support system sounds amazing, I didn't have that. I mean, I think that the great thing about, like, society now is, like, there's so many good options for support. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just a matter of seeking it out, I think. And, like, Which is hard. If the first option doesn't work finding a second option and then a third option and as many options as as you can find until you find the right one for you yeah and how many how many therapists have you ghosted <laughs> none i oh. love mine well no 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 oh i had th i have i'm on my third see see that's what I'm, that's what i'm talking about. i'm on my third Sorry. but it was like my little kid therapist after the car accident oh yeah and then it was like the divorce therapist and now it was like the therapist for just like becoming an adult and then realizing like I haven't dealt with a lot of stuff mm. and I've been with her for like four years there you go and she's awesome um I guess my other oh and then if you don't have a support system I think the whole thing is like we also have very good friends but I think the reason we have good friends is because we like try to be a really good friend and to have a good mm. friend it takes being a really good friend you can't just like expect people to come out of the woodwork if that makes sense no that yeah that's true that's true just i just bother people until i find someone that i like and then i like <laughs> kind of kind of that sounded obnoxious but i kind of just because everybody lives so close to each other and so all the friends that i've made i kind of just knock on their room and walk in but sometimes it takes <laughs> that like couple seconds of being uncomfortable to oh make friends. yeah 100 percent. and it's like there were multiple times where i had this buddy um he was an exchange student actually this mm. last semester named Carl from West Point. And he would come to my room and ask me to hang out. And I just, I'm not good at in one-on-one -on -one social settings. And so I was 
I did not want to agree to hang out with him. And I just kept saying, no, I, oh, I've got this going on or this, I can't, I'm too busy with homework, uh, this and that. And I would make all these excuses. And one day he just, he just kept hammering me with like, let's hang out. And one day I just genuinely did not have a good excuse. I was in this scenario where I, there was nothing I could point to to be like, oh, I have this going on. And so I just agreed. And he's, he's, he's like my best friend. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's <laughs> so such a good story. I, yeah. Yeah. So I just, even if you're uncomfortable, like just taking people up on their offers when they reach out is really important because there's never been a moment where I've like regretted hanging out with somebody. Mm -hmm. it, it was just an uncomfortable start, I guess. Mm -hmm. Or you be the person to reach out to. Like, I know... Um, if that's your style. All right. One last question before we sign off. Um, I guess, what would be your best piece of advice for someone who maybe is in, like, a season where they, like, don't know what to do or maybe they're struggling? Like, what's one simple step they could take? I guess just... There, I guess there's multiple angles you could take, right? Mm -hmm. If you feel like you're not at a place where you want to be, you're just, like, not excelling, you're kind of just, like self-indulging too much i guess just like just forcing yourself to like get out of bed work out mm -hmm. let the sun hit you touch grass i don't know i think something that feels productive in a way mm -hmm. even if it's uncomfortable and you don't feel like doing it just for like just yeah ripping off the band-aid and just doing it i think goes a long way mm -hmm. and on the flip side if you feel like you're just stuck in like this constant progress and grind and you're like on the verge of burnout it's just like taking the l on like a paper if you're gonna get like a d on a paper take take the d on the paper just to be able to do something that you like doing that's instead good, that's good advice yeah like i there there's multiple times this break where it was like oh i have a paper due tonight and instead i just i cranked it out in like 30 minutes i turned this semester i turned in like four of the worst papers I've ever written in my entire life just so I could play video games with my friends but it, it like in the great. long run it was it was way more healthy for me and the semester it still ended turned out just fine and so I don't know I just don't think it's worth the mental strain to like accomplish versus just enjoying life I guess right that makes sense i hope that made sense if it didn't that's fine no i i was just like <laughs> no i honestly was just like i had to take a minute because i think that's like some of the best advice that anyone could ever give because just, i think we're in a society of push 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 and i think mm -hmm. we need to start becoming a society of just like take a minute and breathe and just like enjoy the life that god's given you and not always be searching for like the next thing i agree i agree well Thanks for there's being some, on. There's some 22-year-old wisdom for for the people. <laughs> 22 and 25. 22 and 25. We know everything. I'm trying just kidding. Make, we do not. Trying to make it work. We do not know everything, but we hope you got at least like a little something out of this. Yeah. Hope, or maybe you just giggled at our ridiculousness at times. Or maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Maybe you didn't like me. Maybe you don't like <laughs> Emma and this is your final episode. <laughs> that's okay. Leave a five-star review. Anyway. Anyway. No, I don't want lies. If you don't like it, then I'm, I'm sorry. I give it a five star. He joked and said he's like four stars. Yeah. Okay. Question for the people. And you, you can think of, you can just think of the answer in your head. If you see a five star, like just solid five star review on Google, 
on Google Maps or something, is that not more suspicious than something <laughs> with a 4.8? All right. Yeah, but at this point, I'm so in the beginning. I only got 10 ratings on Spotify. So if someone does a four, it goes, I mean, and again, I want people's honest feedback. So if it's a four, it's a four. But I'm just saying, when you were like, yeah, I left a four star, I'm like, that's going to go down to like a three or something. <laughs> girl, what? That's, that's, girl, not, that's not how that works. Girl math. Girl math. Okay. Girl math. What? No, don't say that. Well, it's a TikTok thing. I don't actually believe that girls can be great at math. Just not me. Yeah, I know. I, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. Okay. Well, he's gonna have to hear me love bomb him for a bit. I love you. I'm proud of you. You're amazing. He just twitched while I said that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I love you too. You're my best friend in the whole. I'm world. proud of you for doing this podcast. I'm sorry that it took so long to record this. It's okay. But did you like doing we it? did it. Yeah, it was fine. I'm sweating my booty off right now. Oh my goodness. I'm, yeah. Right. But love you, F. I love wish you never too. had to leave. Same. Yeah. Alright. Bye, people. Bye, people. You guys, if you loved this episode or you enjoyed any of my other episodes, please, please, please give a rating on whatever platform you're listening. It helps the show so much and means the world to me to hear your feedback. If you'd like to follow along with more from me and my friends and just hear more about my day-to-day life, please follow me on social media, which is Be Brave with Emma B on Instagram or Facebook. I so look forward to hearing from you guys and becoming friends.